All right, everybody, we got a fun one for you tonight. We're listing our top five Madonna songs. Welcome to Top Five with Joey Casada, starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Mark? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Papa, and today I'll be preaching. <laughs> and you are definitely no virgin, that's for sure. What's up, Bert? But wait a minute, hold on. What does this shirt say? With what does it say? With a body like this, who needs what? <laughs> hair? That's yeah. true. With a body like that, you don't need hair. If you had my hair, forget it. You'd have the women fainting at, in the street as you pass them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What's going on this week? Uh, let me. Uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing to report. I had a pretty uneventful week myself. I just, uh, I don't know, I just recorded with, uh, what's his name again? Uh, I don't know, Ace Freely from Kiss. I laid down some tracks for his new record. Crazy experience. We'll, I'll do a, we'll do a whole episode on that once the album comes out. I got so many great stories from the session. Ace is one of a kind. I've hung out with him on, on many occasions. We jammed a couple times, but this was the first time I really was with him, you know, for, you know, 10 hours. It was it was something, some definitely some some good stories to talk about. <laughs> Is he busy on May sixth? May sixth. Well, I happen to be busy on May sixth. Why? What are you doing on May sixth? I was asking. Is Ace uh, busy as well? Do he wants to come jam? We, we we can use him. That is true. We are Ernie's referring to on May sixth this year. We got the boys in my old band playground back together. We're heading to the studio. We're jamming. We're going to relive the past. We're going to jam on all our old songs, all the originals that we wrote. Can't wait to see the guys. We're going to hang out afterwards. It's going to be a blast. Who knows? Maybe some upcoming shows with the boys this summer. That's the plan. If we can keep it together that long. If Ernie, our, our manager, can keep us together that long. Ernie, this is on you. You almost said mascot. <laughs> Manager slash mascot. <laughs> well, Ernie, you tell me what's the plan? How are you going to keep this thing from falling apart again? Only studio, and then keep you all away from each other as much as possible. But we're going out to for drinks and dinner right after. Oh, then it's over. Oh shoot! <laughs> studio is going to go great. We're like this. We go out to dinner. We drink. Boop. We broke up again. You can't stand each other. <laughs> can't stand you. <laughs> But we forgot we can't stand each other. So we have to remind ourselves of that. Every 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, the playground, it's been 31 years since we broke up. 1992. We played our last show at Lamore in Brooklyn. Were you there, Ern? Of course I was there. February 92. Crazy. I remember 
Steve had what the hell car Steve had like a giant Lincoln with the giant trunk. I could literally fit both of my bass drums in his trunk. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> they drove around playing. <laughs> You're right. But listen, if we could get this together, we're going to do something local in Brooklyn. It's going to be a big party for all the old crowd. Um, it's going to be great. But anyway, we got a great topic tonight. But before we do that, of course, we got to play the little game that we love to play. Cole. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am going with my tried and true Heineken. Heineken Zeros again. Interesting. I actually tried one of those not that long ago. Little Brian Z is, is on the non-alcohol beers now. When I was in L.A., he gave me one of those. Not bad. I'm not a big fan of regular Heineken. It has a little bit of a bitter taste. Those are actually pretty good. No hangover. I'm going a little light tonight. I'm going with the beautiful... Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer right here. Little uh, lovely, what we got here? Little strawberry tonight. Delicioso. Very nice. Perfect for this occasion. So we got a good one tonight. Big, obviously, listen, we, we grew up in the 80s. 80s is our go-to. We love to do all things and everything 80s. And one of the biggest stars from the 80s, of course, Probably the biggest female star. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll call it of the '80s, right? Madonna. Definitely, I definitely agree. Maybe Whitney's the only one close, right? But that was late '80s anyway, right? Anyone close? Madonna is is yeah. the only like hundred percent. Whitney and, later. Right. So again, biggest female star of the '80s. Uh, first album came out '83, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna do our top five Madonna songs. We got no Ernie rules tonight. Because, again, I don't know how deep we're going to get into the catalog. I don't know. I'm, I, I do love Madonna, especially Madonna's early stuff. Definitely loved all the hits. I love a lot of songs, but I don't know every album. God, like I know Kiss albums or Ben Halen albums or Zeppelin albums. But I do love 80s pop. If, if I could pick a genre of music, you know, besides like hard rock that I like, 80s pop is, is my go-to. And I think yours too, right, Ern? Yeah, well, I mean, and the five biggest stars of the 80s with Michael Jackson, uh, Madonna, Prince, George Michael, and Whitney, I would never have guessed that the, the one left standing out of the five would be Madonna. Jesus Christ, that's true. But have you seen her lately? There's a, there's a, there's a funny meme going around right now. I'll post it. That uh, who would have thought if you traveled back in time that, or traveled ahead in time, that Roseanne would look better than Madonna right now. Madonna looks very, very weird right now. Right? She she does not look old. She looks alien. Yeah, she doesn't look human anymore. Again, I don't understand what people are thinking. When they go through this plastic surgery to, I, are they trying to look younger? I don't get it. I don't understand what they're doing. Everyone has the exact same look. They have this weird pulled alien look. It's great. It's so weird. Like she, I don't know if she has cheek implants. She, she looks so alien to me. You can't even look at her anymore. It's like the Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> yes. Wait, what do you mean the pigs? No, with the uh, when a girl gets to a certain age, she <laughs> pick her look for the rest of her life. Oh yes, yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I thought you meant you know the one. I thought you meant when he wakes up and he sees everyone looks like pigs. <laughs> um. But it's funny, like Madonna was so, so big, even, you know, 90s and with Vogue and all that stuff. 
I feel like I thought Madonna was going to be, you know, transcending generations. I feel like she really hasn't. What do you think? She the hits were a lot less, but I do feel she became a better singer. Like uh, her singing ability increased over time. Oh, I hits that count ultimately in the long run. Anyway, you know, I yeah. agree, but I'm I'm thinking I'm saying more like, you know, I think people look back at pr- all the other names you mentioned, Prince and and Michael Jackson, and and those catalogs are revered as incredible catalogs. I don't feel like today's generation knows Madonna like that stuff. You no. think? Ah, sometimes dying is the best thing you could do for your career. <laughs> yeah, crazy. You're right. And on that note, let's uh, let's dive into the list, Aaron. Let's go. You're number five. What do you got? Would you believe it's from 1998? Really? Um, I chose Ray of Light. good one this was when i first started being a hamptons king in 1998 and i loved this song without even knowing it was madonna it was all over the place for a while and i did not even realize it was a madonna song it was uh it was techno pop i mean no you're right at that time and that was her first one of that that kind of techno popish kind of thing right yeah, um, as I said, I, 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 I loved it for a while before I was even told it was Madonna. Yeah. Just just to backtrack on something you said, can you define what a Hamptons king is? What, what would that be? I was the most important person out there. Um, everybody was coming out there <laughs> to hang out with me. Well, you, that, what house was that? Uh, 98. This is, uh, crap. That's quite a house? <laughs> No, this is when I started uh, being a share. So right after Spider, right? That's the Box Spring house? I think you mean the, the waterbed house? <laughs> the house of the waterbed? That was the first. Oh, the, the first yes, house. yes. Okay. And I, I can't even remember what what house this was. <laughs> Again, what Ernie, Ernie's talking about, every summer we, live, we lived in New York, of course, and out in Long Island in the Hamptons, we used to get a summer house every year to hang out and party. It was incredible. Ernie was the first one to start doing that. And then we all kind of joined in. I think my first house was 2000, I think. Right? Yeah. 2000 was... Uh... 2000 when you joined in. And that was my favorite house. Yeah, that was a great house. Yeah, the volleyball court. Volleyball court, black yeah. with a beach with yeah. sand. Yeah, we basically had a beach and a pool and it was, what a great house. Great, crazy house. Uh yeah, great pick, Ray of Light, but you're right. It was more like a it was like a club song back then. Yeah. Go to CPI and then hear some Ray of Light. God, I love CPI. <laughs> Me and Man, you, that was great. we got we got yeah. lost coming out of there. Yep. Well, it it disappeared. It was like uh the Harry <laughs> Potter uh the <laughs> So what happened was me and Ernie are at 
I mean, we know, we're not techno people. We were at this techno club, right? And we decide to leave because that usually those clubs go to like four, five, seven, eight, eight, nine in the morning, right? We we were it was a little getting late for us about three. We said, all right, let's get out of here. We walked out. We started walking down the road and realized, did we just realize, oh, we don't know where we're going? And yeah. we turned around and the club was gone. It was almost like the episode of Seinfeld when he goes, when George goes into the club with all the models and then leaves and tries to bring Jerry back and the club is gone. Yep. <laughs> that was the interior of the club. Uh, this, the actual club disappeared like, like it almost turned invisible. It's a thin air. That, freaky. Real, that was weird. My favorite CPI story, Um, if you remember, we were all, uh, not us so much, but everybody in the house was all, uh, I guess we used to call them juice heads, even though that, um, oh, yes. that, that kind of gives an intuition that you're doing steroids. That's not necessarily the case, but everybody got into super working out right? and became very popular in CPIs, like Jersey Shore, for example, the TV show, uh, to take the, the, the guys to take the shirt off in the club and dancing like that. 100%. Yep. Well, everybody's doing that. And so- when I take my shirt off, everybody else around me has got their shirt. I take my shirt off. The bouncers grab me. Oh no, no, no! You got to put your shirt on. <laughs> I remember that like it was just. Oh my god! Didn't I? Didn't we do a shot too with the waitress? And I slapped on the back of the head. You threw it back up right on the onto yeah. the uh, onto the tray. Yeah, that wasn't my fault. You, you, you hit me at that moment. I'm trying to swell. Of course, it's gonna. You knocked it right out of my mouth <laughs> before you could swallow it. I hit it right back into the tray. <laughs> right on right on her. <sighs> and do you remember Dean um pulling down the, the little steps in the interior, hitting his head on every step? <laughs> <laughs> was that CPI? Yeah. Oh, good God. That was good stuff. Great stories. Oh my God. Remember CPI had in the back this uh uh relaxed, easy listening, relaxed room all the way in the back? Yes. What a great club that was. Crazy. Was that still there? What do you, uh, what CPI? Yeah. Oh, they closed down a, a long time ago. Maybe CPI maybe. was Canoe Place Inn, right? Yep. Why the hell was it Canoe Place Inn? Not a clue. I don't either. Crazy. But did you hear the story that the barn might be back? I heard the story. Um, I don't know if it's an April Fool's joke or not, but. Right. We don't have confirmation, right? But what else can it be? I mean, you look. Think of that space. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's nothing. What do you mean the space? It's a, it's an empty lot with a tent. But it's such a cash cow. Oh, of course. Well, we we got to look into it. And if we if it is open, we're going this summer. We got to figure out a way to get Billy there this summer. He needs he needs a, a barn now that he's single. Billy again. He needs a good barn. The article also said it's not only open Sundays, but it's it's going to be open Saturdays as well. Right, as the drift, right? Yeah, but I mean, what if you... Oh, it doesn't... Who get, get, right, call it whatever the hell you want. It's the same yeah. thing, right? <laughs> Saturday is a lot better. <laughs> so we will, we will revisit this story later in the summer if we get to go to the barn again. Yeah, maybe. Well, broadcast... we, might not, we might not survive a barn. Nope. <laughs> All right. Great pick number five, Ernie. All right, so my number five, most of my stuff is going to be early. Like, even Ray of Light, I completely forgot about that. I got to go, again, obviously probably her most popular album, Like a Virgin. Always loved the song Angel. 
Great song. Obviously, the title track is incredible, too. But Angel was always one of those songs that I loved. Um, I don't even know. Was that a single, Ernie? That was a number one hit. Was it really? That For some reason, I th this stuff interests me. It's not on the greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember it as a hit. I feel like it's nobody talks about that song. Nobody. You never hear that song on the radio, ever. I mean, it's who knows? Maybe it was written by somebody and they got into a money dispute or something. Yeah. But none of her greatest hits albums or compilations that song can be found. And it's a number one single. Yeah. How many number ones did she have on that record? Two. But Material Girl did hit number two. So that real close. Right. But again, even the song like Material Girl feels like a much bigger hit than Angel, right? Material Girl had, had that video. That's a lot. Right. <laughs> and and it's, it, it and it's a great song. It, Material Girl is a new wave song, and I'm, I I just stopped talking about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. What do you got? Number four. Number four. Um, this song is actually <clears throat> there's another person on this song, but I I don't know who it is. Um, like a prayer from 1989. Oh, yeah. Life is a mystery. Everyone must. Particularly remember having to be there in front of NB um, MTV when this video was debuting. Everybody had to be home to watch this video when it came out. Oh yes, uh, I mean, and what a controversy this video started. Oh my um, god, she's singing in front of burning crosses at one time in the video and stuff like that. I know this isn't gospel. I know this song isn't gospel in retrospect, but. At the time, I really thought like gospel pop was going <laughs> to become a new thing because of the song. Agree. Yeah, great song. I, again, I'll, I'll talk about it too because I'll bleed right in. It's actually my number four pick too, so it works out perfect. Um, my number four again, like like a prayer. Again, I think the biggest thing for me in this video was this was I think the first time we saw Madonna with dark hair, right? Yep, the brown hair. So she looks so different. I think she looked so much better this way. Um, 
this is to me the best she's looked in a video. Uh, I thought it was great video. Obviously, like you said, super controversial. I don't have MTV at this point yet. 89. I still don't even have MTV. So I even forget where I saw it the first time. It might have been like, you remember Friday night videos? Of course. Channel 4, NBC, Friday night videos. That little scrolling Friday night videos logo, I remember. Tonight on Friday night videos. Like like it was yesterday, We I would wait. And, and I think they were on pretty late at night too, Friday night videos, right? Uh, I think 12.30. Right. So I only had two spots to watch videos. It was Friday night videos and U68. And U68 wasn't playing... You know, not the time I was watching U68. It was, uh, you know, I was watching Thor and Raven when Madonna wasn't being played. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a connection between one of our absolute favorite singers, uh, one of our favorite groups of all time, and Madonna. Um, Donnie B. Oh, really? There is a, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to censor as much as I can here. Um. Donnie V had uh, a tryst, a one-night stand with Madonna um, when she was just coming up and enough's enough. Even though they didn't release an album until 89, they were big um, in California or not right. uh, Chicago, wherever. She, right. Uh, because that demo, um, Hollywood Squares, came out in 1985. Right. Enough, enough was, was even a big deal back then. And Donnie V and Madonna had a, a hookup, and um, oh god, I, I don't know how to how to word. Um, <laughs> um, let's let's just say Donnie V was finished, but he had to do the, use the bathroom afterwards. Do yes, you know, do you, do you, uh, I I can't spell it out. Uh, I can only imagine what you're talking about, and I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know this story? Uh, Howard Stern book, the private parts. Is where so first... what, Donnie told Howard? On the radio show, the Howard Stern radio show, even Howard Stern had to change the story. So he changed it to saying that he peed on her. But in the book, it's even more graphic than you can imagine. What the hell? <laughs> and uh, has Madonna ever commented about this? No, uh, not to my knowledge. <laughs> Why the hell didn't you bring up that story when we had Donnie on? I, you know, I might have alluded to it, and he didn't take the bait. Oh, I didn't know this. I would have definitely asked him about yeah. this. This is great. In the, Howard Stern, in the Howard Stern book, he's saying um that during the um the interview that he said if he would have stayed with Madonna for a long time, and if the relationship progressed, would he have considered moving on to like a number two? Ah. Uh. <laughs> All right, on that note. You never read the Howard Stern book, Private Park? No, I never read it. Oh, well. I remember when that movie came out, it was the same year that Phantom Menace came out. And you were positive that movie was going to be the biggest movie of all time. A Private <laughs> Park? Yes. <laughs> I, I did love it. I, I remember did. you telling me, oh, the new Star Wars is nothing. The new Howard Stern movie is going to be the top grossing movie of all time. I remember you telling me that. You were close. <laughs> oh, the first Star Wars, uh, that, that was, uh, I did not like it when I first saw it. Oh, I love that movie. The good guys weren't 
that interest weren't that no it was yeah it was the charisma was not not nothing and the guys weren't that bad listen i'm a big star wars buff and i i understand why people don't love it it was too political it was very you know all the stuff going in all the intertwining stories i loved it because i i was really deep into star wars still and I, but I get why it didn't capture that Star Wars fan base. There were no great heroes. There were, I mean, Darth Maul was great, but he was in it for five minutes. So I understand what you're talking about. But being a massive Star Wars fan as I was, I literally, I had a bootleg of this movie as soon as it came out. Chinatown, New York City, I would go grab my bootlegs immediately as soon as they came out. And I watched, I swear to you, I watched this movie. Every single night, going to bed for almost a year. All right, so you, so you by now would understand all the politics and the terror and everything. <laughs> yes. It took me about 80, 80 watches to really figure everything out, but I love it. Have you ever seen a movie called Fanboys? Oh, yes, of course. Great. <laughs> Unbelievable. When they, they find they get the, uh, what, what, if, what if it stinks? Well, it's one of them is dying, and they're gonna right. break break it to the, the George Lucas ranch to see the movie. But is he really dying, or are they lying? I don't remember. Uh, I think he really was dying. Okay, but do you remember who gave them the keys to the to the ranch? Who had the secret keys? I don't they, remember. Was it one he, of them? It was uh, Shatner. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what? A, oh, I gotta watch that movie again. That was great. But it ends. I remember it ending. They do everything to try to see the preview of this movie before their friend dies. And they get in, they, they you know, commit a million crimes and all this stuff, and they finally do it. And it doesn't it end with, but, oh, my God, we didn't think of something. What? What if it stinks? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great movie. All right. Back to you, because my number four was also like a prayer. All right. Uh, my number three. Um Get into the groove and you gotta prove your love yeah. to me. I didn't love it when it first came out, but years later, um, I realized that this is one of her best songs. It um, it really is freestyle music, and um, freestyle was a big music at this time, but it really didn't have any big hits, you know, like number one songs. Right. This was, I think, it went to number two. This song. What album is Into the Groove? Man, I think first might- record. No, this is like an EP, I think. I don't think it's on oh, any. Okay. I think it's on the same EP as Causing a Commotion. Oh, really? Another song that's like forgotten to history. That's true. Hit. You're right. Into the Groove. Let me see if I see it anywhere else. No, I only see Greatest Hits. No, that's a good one. I, I like, uh, what does it say? Nope. Yeah, I don't know what, what album it's on. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good one. I, I actually love that song. I'm a little jaded on it now because I've been in so many 80s like cover bands and stuff. 
and a lot of the bands played that song and I'm just a little sick of it. So, but I do like it, but when it comes on, I'm it, like, you know, when I'm learning, when I have to learn material for like shows and bands and stuff, I have to process it and listen to it so much that it, it kind of taints it for me after a while, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah understandable. Good pick. All right, my number three. Love, love, love this song. Literally just listening to it again in the shower before. Also from Like a Prayer, 1989's Like a Prayer. Cherish. Cherish It was these the, my top three will have been flip flopping all day. I didn't know which I was going to go with. Cherish the one I have at one. I just I know it was my number one. I had to keep it there. Uh, but Cherish just again. Listen, I'm just I love pop music. I love pop sensibilities. I love catchy choruses. I love to me. That's I've said it a million times on the show. Music is groove and melody. Everything else is doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter if your country, your pop, your your hip hop, your reggae, your death metal. You this what? If you have groove and a catchy melody, to me, you have a great song. And cherish is is all of it. Great, great, just a great song. It, ever, what about that? Or what did that reach? Anything? Did it chart? I yeah, it definitely charted. I, I'm thinking number three, and I. But I'm not. I am not positive on this one. Any video for this? I don't remember a video. Well, sure. She's rolling around on the beach. Oh, you're right. Should I be embarrassed how quickly I answered that? Yes, that was a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'll edit that out if your wife will get mad at you. <laughs> but it's, come on, we 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 all had a crush on Madonna. For, no, I mean, um, you mentioned when her she changed her hair brown. Uh, for me, though, it was even back when she first came out. That where uh, I thought she was so pretty. Yeah, I did. I, well, I'll talk about where where I really started thinking she was cute. At uh, but it's mine's coming up. <laughs> I'll tell you later. But yeah, I didn't. I wasn't into. Again, I never liked that's that type of girl. I always liked, a, you know, dark hair and darker skin. And but Madonna was a little too early on. A little too. I don't know if I don't want to say the word trashy, but a little too punk and trashy for me. And again, obviously, I'm nine years old. So (laughs) when when she first came out, I was only nine. So I was I was 13. Right. So it's a big difference. I was at the right age. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. What do you got? Number two. Uh, My next two songs are both from the first album. Um, My number two is a song called Burning Up. Yeah, I forgot about that. And I think the first Madonna record is one of the the uh, 
first albums I ever owned, believe it or not. Um, I didn't even buy it. My dad came home with it. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. With a, a new record by the, the record store that people were saying, oh, this is going to be a big deal, this record. What's what's the cover of the first record? Just her face? Just her face, yeah. Okay. Close, yeah. So the first Madonna album, though. Five singles from only eight songs, first of all. What are the five singles? Um, Lucky Star. Yep. Burning Up. Holiday. Oh, Holiday, yeah. Everybody. What's everybody? Everybody. Get up and dance and sing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and there's one more, which I don't want to name yet, because <laughs> it's my because it's coming up for my number one. <laughs> um, why would there are only eight songs on the first record? Yeah, I don't really know. Mad- Does Madonna have like a documentary out, like of her history and how she came up through the ranks? And is there something out about Madonna? I don't think so. How could there not be? Oh, maybe there will be one day. <laughs> Let's make it, Ern. Sure. I'll give her a call. <laughs> one, more, one more thing about burning up about the lyrics. This was a pretty dirty song for a 13 year old me. I can imagine. Uh, you know, um, do you want to see me down on my knees, bending over backwards now? Would you be pleased? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not like the, I'm not like the others. I'll do anything. Now I know why your dad brought that album home. <laughs> I'm not the same. I have no shame. <laughs> Your dad was probably in Sam Goody and he heard that song come on. He's like, I'll take one of those, please. (laughs) Also, this one does have a bit of a hard rock guitar in the chorus. The down, down, down. I'm burning. Is there a video for this, Ern? Oh, yeah. Um, All five of those songs were videos? I don't remember a video for Every Day or Holiday. Holiday, I think think there was a video. Too long ago. I I can't think of it. Me either. If there is one, I'll put it in now. All right. My number two, this is when, so I'm 10 years old now, but this definitely, this video, and again, who the hell knows where I saw it? I must have seen it on Friday Night Lights again. On Friday Night Lights. (laughs) Friday Night Videos. We've been talking to Dean too much as Stuart Friday Night Lights. (laughs) I'm going to try to get Riggins to send him a, a, a FaceTime message or something you'll have a heart attack i think you'd rather have layla, layla. <laughs> I, let me tell let me tell you something if i asked him right now he might rather have riggins he loves riggins <laughs> all right <laughs> you know what we gotta ask him that when we get off if you had a choice who do you want a message from <laughs> <laughs> so my number two not only do i love the song but the video was so great material girl talked about it before what a great video i would watch this i i think i used to video um record videotape on my vcr 
Friday night videos and I would, you know, watch them over and over again. And Material Girl, her in the pink satin dress and almost like Marilyn Monroe, you know, esque in the yeah. video. Just so great. Great, great video. Great song. Just super catchy, especially for a 10 year old boy. She's actually doing a, a Marilyn Monroe uh, scene. She's recreating. Right. Yeah. What was that from? I think Diamonds Are Diamonds Are Our Girl's Best girl's Friend. Girl's Best Friend. Right. You're right, right, right. But what a great, I mean, again, I don't even, I, I'm 10 years old. I don't know who the hell Marilyn Monroe is, but I could, I now looking back, I understand, oh, she was almost like the modern day, you know, Marilyn Monroe for our time. Well, Material Girl is a new wave song. If, if right. you have to the genre and it, it's, it's a great one. It's a great one. It came, it came close to my list. It really did. What did that return? I think it never hit number one. It was like number two. Wow. There was something that kept it off me that was number one for like a long time. So it like didn't have a chance. Maybe Wind Doves Cry. Right. I was just gonna say, so you're talking 1984. You know, listen, I know we're biased because we're from the 80s. That's when we grew up. That's when our everything was peaking for us. But some of the music in the 80s, the competition in the 80s, you have, you know, at the same time, you have Springsteen, Prince, Madonna. Michael Jackson, all of these people releasing records, battling for number one. Oh, and then you also have like Def Leppard and Bon Jovi and all these other bands come. It's incredible the fighting that people did for that number one slot. It's a, it really is. What a great time for music. One of those guys you mentioned never had a number one hit. Prince? No. Prince had uh, five Springsteen number never had a number one? Springsteen never had a number one song. Born to Run, Born in the USA? Nope. Uh, Born in the USA was top 10. Dancing in the Dark was the closest with number two. Wow. But Born in the USA was what, 84? Yeah. So what's 84? We got Like a Virgin, Born in the USA. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. So Michael Jackson didn't have an album in 84, but Thriller was still big in 84. Still charting probably, right? Thriller's still big now, so yeah, it was still big and then, in '84. And you also had like she's on, she's so unusual, right? Cindy Lauper's '84. Uh, I think that's '82. Yeah. Oh, Cindy, really? Yeah, I think '82 or '83. '83, '83. She's so unusual, right? But again, you you know, it, it, when it's released in '83, it's probably still charting in '84. What about Huey Lewis Sports? That once again, I I think that's '84. Right. So again, 80, did we ever do 84, 1984 albums? Yeah. Oh, we did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would think, I would assume Purple Rain, possibly both of our number ones. I don't remember. I gave you a, a long list of, this, of the 80s did. that we didn't. You're right. Yeah, we'll, we'll start doing that again. Uh, we do, it is time, almost time for our, our uh, you know, semi-annual uh, best album of a year. Top five albums of a certain year. We got to do it. We got to pick like a weird year. Like instead of just, I mean, I love the 80s, of course, but we got to pick like a weird year. All right. People wondering what, what, why me and you are talking about Madonna. And the real answer is we running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, stop it. That is, will we can never, top five lists. That's, listen, when we first started this show, that's why I was just talking to someone about this the other day. That's kind of why we went with this kind of, topic top five list because listen i i have a lot of pop pop culture things that i love i love kiss 
I love comic books. I love Star Wars. I love, um, obviously, I'm a big, big sports fan, especially, you know, Yankees, Rangers, Giants. I love all this stuff. I love wrestling. But I wouldn't want to limit myself to do a show every week about one of these topics. And I think you're the same way. You know, I think we have so many common interests about so many things in our in our life. I didn't want to limit these things because then it really limits not only what we can talk about, but what guests we can have on. And to me, this podcast started, you know, we started during COVID. And the main thing we do here is hang out. We hang out. We have a couple of drinks, even though you're drinking Heineken Zero. When the doctor's on, he drinks a, you know, a pint of whatever he's got, you know, old Mary's uh, cough syrup, whatever he's got. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he drinks all, all of us. Right. But it's great to just hang out. We never get to see each other. Well, we see a little bit too much of you already with the vomit, but we don't see each other as often as we as we once did. And we get together with with Steve and Snyder and Greg and Billy and all these guys that we haven't seen in a long time. And it's fun to hang out and we can create topics around people we have. So that's why to me, top five is the perfect podcast because we could never run out of topics. We could list the, our top five favorite insects and it'd be a good show because it doesn't matter what we're talking about because even now our Madonna songs are great. We're talking about Madonna. But we're talking about, we're reminiscing about the Hamptons. We just, we talked about literally losing a whole club coming out of a club one night. That, I would never even have thought of that story unless you brought up Ray of Light and brought up CPI. So that's why we're here. I'm convinced. We're great. All right. That leads us in already. Oh, this is like, a, this is a beautiful show. We don't have the guests and these morons on to clutter our, our thoughts already. It's we can we bang through these in 45 minutes. All right, let's let's recap. We're up to your number one. We got number five, Ray of Light. Number four, Like a Prayer. Number three, Into the Groove. Number two, Burn It Up, Burn It Up. Burn It Up for Your Love, Ernie. Burn and your number one your Madonna song of all time is. This was easy. A borderline. Really? I think this is a great song. I thought it was great when it came out. I, it happens to be the fifth single from the first album. Um, this is an all-time favorite Madonna song. Um, cute little ditty about a woman suffering from borderline personality disorder. <laughs> Believe it or not. Is that what it's about? I only found out uh, when I was researching this podcast that that's what Hold this is about. Tell me what it's about again. It's about a, a woman suffering from borderline personality disorder. <laughs> Matter of fact, when she came out with this, doctors wrote her letters uh, thanking her and, and saying uh, how she has done a service to uh, to the psychological community with this song. But I know who the hell knew this at the time? I know I didn't. I just found this out out recently. There's no way any fans knew this. And she didn't, I don't, I can't imagine she was coming out talking about this yet back then, right? Not to my memory. <laughs> I had no idea Madonna had any deep lyrics like that, especially early on. But this is a great song. Don't you agree? Oh, I love it. Love this song. It's on, it's on my honorable mention. I, I got to tell you, I love, love that we only had one duplicate. I was afraid when you told me this topic, I said, oh, well, we're going to have a lot of duplicates here. 
And I'm surprised. I mean, I, my number one, you're going to tell me if it was a hit or not. I don't, I don't know if it was a hit, but it, it's a little bit of an oddball. But I thought it was going to make your list, and I'm super happy that it, it didn't because I thought you were going to steal it early. Any guess what my number one is? You have any guess? You're, you're not sure if it was a hit? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what a hit. If I, I think it was, it was definitely a single, but it, I don't know how it charted and stuff like that. I don't know, you know, at the time, I don't know what's a hit and what's not a That's hit. I don't, say, how would you even know it if it wasn't a hit? <laughs> right, exactly. Good point. Well, I'll t- let me tell you what it is. Would you have any guesses first? Uh, you want to give me a year? Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Uh, eighty-five. Uh, who was that girl? No. Oh, that's a good one too. Crazy, no, crazy for you. So let me recap my five. Okay. <laughs> Number five, Angel. Number four, Like a Prayer, just like you. Number four, Cherish. Number two, Material Girl. And number one, my number one Madonna song of all time, you just said it, Crazy for You. The number one hit it is yeah number one yeah. not on a record only on the soundtrack right vision quest the vision quest soundtrack what by the way totally forgot about that movie i got it might possibly go have to go rewatch that tonight i used to love that movie again being a wrestling fan back then even amateur wrestling for this movie lo- i love this movie as a kid you like this movie yes oh come on it was uh it had a soundtrack with madonna and dio what was the Dio song on this? Hungry for Heaven. <laughs> what a title. <laughs> uh, crazy for You by Madonna and Hungry for Heaven. Dio. <laughs> but God, what a great. This is, as soon as you said this topic, immediately, this was my number one song. Crazy for You. To me, it's, 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 a, it's a, what a perfect ballad. Um, I had no idea that it was, again, back then, I don't know what a number one, I don't even know what that means in number one song. I'm, a, I'm 10, 11 years old at this point, but crazy for you. Even then, again, me being a, you know, it's funny, like me being a rock guy growing up. And even now, like when I talk to people about this type of music, even this podcast, you'll see, we'll get comments about this podcast. Even now, when I tell people how much I love 
especially 80s pop. I love all pop. I love boy band stuff from the 90s. I love every all pop music. Big Mariah Carey fan. Love Whitney. Love all pop music. I just love singable songs. And again, always love ballads too. So crazy for you. Easily, not even close, my number one. It's a great song. Oh, let's do a couple beautiful honorable mentions, Ryan. What do you got? Oh, this is more of a personal thing, but um, when Holiday would come on at the Culture Club, um, I would do this uh, spoken word, like William Shatner thing, um, and it would, just to crack Zemish up. It's, you know, Zemish never laughs. <laughs> so right. I just crack, and it, this would, it, it would make him laugh, so I would do it every time. So I'm I'm in the middle of Culture Club going, if we took a holiday, <laughs> and I, I I got I got I got I, it seems like I could do a booming voice. So I'm over the music and everything. Just some time to celebrate. <laughs> Tell just, people what, what was Culture Club. Uh, it was probably one of the first uh, reminiscing type of clubs where they would only play '80s music, and everything inside of it was '80s-ish. Um, you know, right. fashion. I, I, it was, it was an '80s club in Manhattan. I little, I literally lived around the corner from it, so it was. Oh my god, it was perfect. It was right on Seventh Avenue and King Street, I believe, or it was even technically Varick, Varick Street at that point. But um, I lived right on Carmine and Bleecker. I literally walked. We used, you guys used to come to the city, meet me at my apartment, and we'd walk over. Really, that now this is probably pre Hamptons, right, Ern? Oh yeah, this is um, mid nineties, uh, right? Yeah, I could figure out the yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Hamptons was happening at this time, right? But obviously, this is winter stuff. We'd go to we'd go to Culture Club primarily in the winter, where we had no Hamptons. Yeah. Well, you know my favorite Culture Club story of all time. I don't know if we've spoke about it on the. Did we talk about this on the Ernie episode? Uh, is it me uh, throwing up again? Of course. <laughs> so again. Obviously, all all beautiful stories start with Ernie vomiting. We're uptown at Sutton Place. Yeah, uptown uptown in Manhattan. Um, in was it? Where's that? Where was that place? In the fifties, eighties? Where was that? It was on Sutton Place. That's all. It was uptown. Yeah. Um, and we're out drinking, and Ernie, for the very first time, and I I don't know, who, one of us were drinking it, I guess, tastes Stoli vanilla vodka. And what seven up or like or ginger ale what? Stoli seven? V and seven ups. Or, Stoli, or yes, Stoli V and seven. Stoli V and seven. Ernie has pint glasses of Stoli V and seven, and he's he has a, a regular straw in it, and he's going <laughs> sucking as hard as he can, drinking the whole pint glass in one drink. It's so delicious. He couldn't believe, because Ernie's not a notorious, you know, alcohol drinker. He never loved the taste of beer, never loved this, never loved that. He found something that he couldn't resist, and he was guzzling this stuff. Was that the night you wanted, You had, they asked you about, you said how many shots fit on that tray? Uh, I think that might have been a different night. I, don't, I okay. don't, don't think so. Anyway. Yeah. So Ernie is destroyed. But the plan was, we were literally just meeting at Sutton Place for a couple drinks, and then we were going to Culture Club all the way downtown for the rest of the night. Ernie's destroyed before we even leave Sutton Place. We go on the train 
you were a mess on the train. Do you remember? I was singing to some uh, girl with purple hair. Yes. <laughs> purple rain, I'm assuming. Were you singing? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. On the train. He's singing to girls on the train. Hammered. We get to Culture Club. I don't even know if you even ordered a drink there, but about 10 minutes in, we used to always go early. Why did we go so early to Culture Club? Was there a drink special? Yeah. Oh, there was a, uh, for the first two hours, it was like uh, $40 all you can drink or $35 all you can drink. Yes. And we, but it was like eight, starting at like eight o'clock. You got to have the bracelet. The bracelet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we would, so Sutton Place started at like 530 because we'd go after work. We'd meet Billy. We'd go to Culture Club by eight. This is an early night. All you can drink for 40 bucks, whatever it was with the wristbands. Ernie pays the 40 bucks. I don't even even know if he had a drink. His, he's laying on the bar like this. And all of a sudden, all of our drinks on the bar <laughs> start moving. We're like, what the hell is happening? He's laying on the bar and just vomiting constantly vomiting yeah just but not moving not and not even making a sound like not going ah like at my house like you sounded like someone was murdering you you were just i think you were unconscious and just going like this and it was just going like this. and it was causing it was causing a, a river and that's where the drinks were rolling and there was a lip on the bar all the way around like a two or three inch lip so the, the, the vomit actually caused like a semi pool, like a little pool. <laughs> and it was like everything was just started floating on the bar because the whole bar was Ernie's vomit. Now we had about three inches of Ernie vomit on the bar. So the drinks just started floating. And that's when we said, okay, we got, obviously we got to get you out of here. Bobby, our good friend, Bobby Balls volunteers to take you home in a cab, right? We walk you out. Put you in a cab. Bobby Balls is in the cab. Bing, bing, bing. We're good. Ernie's going home. What happens? Um, I kept opening the door while the cab was moving to, to vomit. <laughs> and obviously, this is before seatbelts and everything. This, obviously, he has to stop the car every time or I'm going to die. I'm going to fall out and die. So he tries to bring me to, to the precinct at one time. But then he decides just to bring us back to the club and he just drops us off. I don't even remember that. He brought you tried to bring you to the police precinct? Yeah. <laughs> so after about a half an hour, we're at the bar, we're hanging out, we're all drinking. We're, we turn around, Bobby Bowles is there. We're like, Bob, Bowles, how are you back already? You drove Ernie to Brooklyn and you're back already? No, he's out. He's out in the cab still. He went back. No, the cab, the, uh, I was out on the sidewalk. Uh, oh, on uh, the sidewalk. Up yeah, against right. the tree. Some little tr <laughs> tiny tree outside. Dying. Uh, and then did Billy take you home and you proceeded to vomit throughout out the window, right? If it was that, if it was the same night, then yeah. Like, <sighs> I, I, but the, I mean, I had to hang out the window the whole ride and, and the vomit started peeling the side of the paint. Uh, of the it was like acid. It was like the, it was like the aliens from Alien when they would spit <laughs> and they would spit the acid and it would just eat through the, eat through the ship. That was Ernie's vomit. Ernie was Ernie's head was hanging out the window of the cab over the over the Brooklyn Bridge, and he says, Aah. "And the guy's like, no, 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 my cab, my cab." And Billy's like, "Nah, it's out the window. You're fine. No, it's not even touching your cab." They pull the they pull to the house in Brooklyn. The whole side of the cab is like the side of um, Kanicki's car in Grease Lightning. <laughs> 
in Greece when the when they <laughs> when they destroyed the car with the with the knife. It's completely destroyed. Paint everything's peeling off the side of the car. Billy uh, took a look at it. The guy asked him to take a look. It's a, it, is it is it a mess? Bill said, like "Oh, it's one hundred percent fine. It's fine. Uh, go ahead, Grind. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here." <laughs> Good one. I don't even know how he got to that story, but oh, I know how. Culture club. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what else you got? One more. One more honorable. Uh, I guess I gotta choose White Heat. It's got a, it's got Cagney for the first half, uh, half a minute. I don't know that. I don't know it at all. I don't know the song at all. Um, you know the scene from White Heat when um he discovers that one of the gang members is an undercover cop. Yes. And Cagney thinks it's the most hysterical thing in the world that he got tricked successfully. Um, the first half of this song is no music; it's just playing that song, playing that that scene, yeah, on audio. Hold on a second. Are you? Oh, you know, I'll look it up afterwards. Really? It's on the True Blue album. Interesting. Yeah, I got a couple. Um, again, we talked about a lot of these. Uh, one we didn't mention, and I know it's such a big hit, but you I, you can't deny what a great song "Like a Virgin" is. It's, I mean, to me, as I know, you said the first album had all these hits and five singles and blah blah blah. "Like a Virgin" makes them makes Madonna, right? Yeah, uh, it was number one for like yeah three years. I mean, this song is the song. Yes. This is the song that breaks her. I mean, I know she was already kind of a star, but not not like she became after "Like a Virgin." Incredible song, and another song. I think we spoke about it briefly. "Lucky Star." Did we talk about it early? "Lucky Star" is one of the. Um, it's the first song on the first album, actually. Just a great song. Again, it's Madonna. You know, really at her best, so innocent at that time. Just well, yeah. not innocent, but you know what I mean. Just her sound was very innocent and raw. Great song. I'd say a side one of the first Madonna album, Lucky Star, Borderline, Burning Up. <laughs> um, it, it's only four songs on it. It's a it's wow. a great starting point. Incredible. Yeah, listen, I again this is why I love to do topics that you know normally we we don't think of, but even just whenever we do a topic like like this, we did the twisted sister topic, we did the, the Enough's enough topic. We do all these topics. It immediately sends me on a path all week long of listening to this music. Like I have a, a new Madonna playlist I've been listening to all day and I'll listen to it all week just because it's something that, you know, I'm always looking for stuff to listen to. Obviously, very rarely am I looking to get new stuff because I don't gravitate towards new stuff that much. But I'm always looking for, even for old stuff and Madonna just never crosses my mind. So now that we're talking about this, I will go in and start diving into her catalog, especially White Heat. I want to go listen to that right now. If your band actually ever does get to play another show, I have a Madonna song that you should open with. What? The name of the song is This Used to Be My Playground. No. Oh, I know that song. <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> A great I'm introduction. I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good one. See, listen, again, I'll say it a million times. Topic means nothing. 
just bullshitting, hanging out, telling stories. That's what I love to do. And we just happen to have a great topic today. Top five Madonna songs. Tell us what you think of our lists. Send your emails to top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of our picks. Send us your favorite Madonna songs. If you're a big Madonna fan, I'm sure we did not go deep enough for you. Tell us some deep hits. I love to hear from you guys when we do topics like this that, you know, we're not that, you know, we're not experts on at all. I love to hear from you and you tell us, you guys got to go listen to these songs. So please, big Madonna fans, if, if you're listening, give us some deep cuts to listen to. Am I right, Aaron? Well, as you said, the topic don't mean something. This show has something that makes it great. And that's me. Well, with a body like that, Ernie, who needs yep. hair? <laughs> Again, you can buy our merch on Amazon.com. Type in uh, Amazon.com. Type in Joey Casada. You'll see all the top five merch. You'll see the Ernie shirt. You'll see the doctor shirt. You'll see my shirt. You'll see the top five logo shirt. You'll see a playground shirt up there, baby, from the, from the old band. You'll see our world tour dates on the back even. You can you can get some Xerox stuff up there. You can, of course, get my books, get all the, the stuff. Hopefully, the new Ace album will be out soon. You'll hear all the tracks that I laid down this week. It's phenomenal. I really believe it's his best work since his 78 solo album. I mean, I love his first uh, solo album as well uh, with Freely's Comet, which is great. But I really believe some of these songs are his best. It's, it's absolutely killer. He's singing. He's playing his ass off on this. Our buddy Steve Brown is co-writing and co-producing with him, doing a phenomenal job. I think that's a relationship those two are going to have for a very, very long time. Ernie, any last words? Nope. I, I'm excited to hear that you're in Kiss now. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Pretty close. I mean, listen, like I I, I left at, that, at Steve's house the other night and I told Steve, I said, listen, if you would have told five-year-old Joey or 10-year-old Joey or 15-year-old Joey or 40-year-old Joey that he would be playing with Ace on his new record one day, I would have shit my pants. So thing, things are good, Ernie. Life is good. Incredible. That's, it's an incredible news. I, <laughs> I'm excited, too. I can't wait for you to hear it. Me neither. I would invite you over, but you're still banned for two more years. So excited I can't even stand up. <laughs> oh good god on that note everyone good night